Welcome to the Digital Public Relations Podcast, covering news and trends in the digital space. Produced by the students in the Public Relations Program in the School of Media and Journalism at Kent State University. My name is Maddie. And I'm Ethan. And we're your hosts of today's episode, No More Features. In today's climate, you can't go really more than a day without hearing that someone or something is being canceled. Because of this, the meaning and the impact of being canceled is getting lost in translation. Today, we're going to go through some of our recent cancel culture moments to see what being canceled means in today's music scene. Yeah, being canceled can be somewhat of a digital witch hunt for celebrities, influencers, and even the everyday social media user. Today, cancel culture is commonly seen as the actions taken to hold people accountable. People are pretty torn on whether it's punishing people who don't deserve it or holding people accountable for their actions. What do you think? I think it's pretty nuanced. You have moments in pop culture like the Taylor Swift is over party in 2016, where I think a lot of us first became pretty aware of cancel culture. And now I think it's become more of something that may be overused and it's no longer able to achieve its intended purpose. I honestly don't like the terms canceled or cancel culture. If somebody does or says something that's immoral, unethical, or just like straight up awful, then they get what they were asking for. But I do think it's gotten out of hand over the past few years. People have gotten a lot more aggressive with using the word canceled. I mean, like if you look at what happened with Lizzie McAlpine. Yeah, so I personally don't listen to Lizzie's music that much, so I don't really know the entire story. Um, but I do know her song Ceilings is a big trend on TikTok right now. Because she started blowing up, a lot of people got got more attention towards her, and she announced that she was going on tour as an opener for John Mayer this year in 2023, which normally would be a really, really great opportunity for a small artist like Lizzie, who kind of blew up in quarantine. But her fan base is very similar in a way to artists like Olivia Rodrigo, where they kind of overlap with big artists like Taylor Swift. And if you aren't up to speed with the Speak Now lore, in 2009, John Mayer and Taylor Swift dated when he was 32 and she was 19. To put that in perspective, this year, Taylor Swift turned 33. People are obviously pretty angry about those events and still are and how uh, she was portrayed in the media after that relationship ended. Taylor Swift's fans still kind of heavily criticize John John Mayer, and then turned to heavily criticize Lizzie McAlpine online, expressing their disappointment in her for announcing this tour with a fairly large artist. I know a lot of people love John Mayer for his songwriting. Again, personally not a fan. I do, in fact, like Taylor Swift. But these fans of her basically canceled her for having a good opportunity, in my opinion, which ended up escalating to the point that she tweeted that she was pulling out of his tour and instead would wait to see fans when she headlines in April of this year. Yeah, I I would say that I'm like a fan of Lizzie. I mean, I loved everything on her Five Seconds Flat album, but I'm not like a stan. Some other people in this room might be for Taylor Swift. <laughs> But I didn't really know much about the whole, like, John Mayer thing until Maddie told me about it. His relationship with Taylor is 
definitely gross and unfortunately common in the entertainment industry. Like this is not a standalone incident. And I personally have no interest in supporting him. But I don't know if I can justify the hate that people sent to Lizzie because of her involvement in this tour. Knowing a lot of her fans were also Taylor Swift fans, could she have predicted this response? Absolutely. Is John Mayer an A-list celebrity with tons of influence and power and going on tour with him would probably change the trajectory of her career? Again, yes. If she or her team had thoroughly understood her audience, they might have seen how much crossover there is between her and Taylor and how doing something like this might impact, I don't want to say her chances with her fans, but certainly their stance on it. But I definitely don't think that their response to her was just or fair. Yeah, I also think that in her case, because she blew up on TikTok, a lot of those fans might have been fleeting. We've Mm -hmm. also seen a lot of TikTok popularity with Taylor's re-recordings and a lot of her old history is being brought back up, which is why I think it might have been more of a fresh wound to go back into rather than a wound from 2009 in these stands. So it's a pretty nuanced situation and I don't know what I would have done in her shoes. I mean... Me personally, if I had been a Taylor fan and I knew about the situation, I would have told my team, you know what, I'm going to pass on this. (laughs) Especially because Lizzie McAlpine, in terms of like the TikTok artists, has had major success. So Mm -hmm. I I don't really know if it was like a necessary step for her in her career, but I'm not her, so I can't really speak on her decisions. Yeah, and in John Mayer's case, I think a lot of people heavily ignore his personal life, especially from 2009, because his fan base might be a little older or don't really care. And that's a mindset that we see a lot where you say, oh, I separate the art from the artist. I don't support the artist's action, but I will continue to enjoy the music, which is an interesting tidbit in itself. Yeah, something that isn't always the right choice, in my opinion. If you look at something like Chloe Bailey collabing with Chris Brown for her most recent single, How Does It Feel? Chloe Bailey is one half of the R&B group Chloe X Halley. I, I love the Bailey sisters. I loved Ungodly Hour. They are just both amazing artists. Um, so this one's a little bit of a, a tough topic for me, but um, while Hallie has been working on The Little Mermaid, which I'm very excited about, by the way, it comes out this year, Chloe's been expanding on her solo music career with a couple albums and singles throughout the past three years. When she announced this particular collab in February, the internet went crazy. I mean, I think we were both on Twitter yeah, that Yeah, I, I remember the slew of tweets it, that morning. It was a bit crazy. I, I don't think I saw many tweets that were like, oh my god, yay, I love yeah. Chris Brown. <laughs> No, if you don't know the story of Chris Brown, he's had a very public history of violence towards women. Most notably, he beat Rihanna right before the 2009 Grammys. He showed remorse for it, and I say showed instead of felt because I don't know how I feel about that, but he showed remorse for it in a 2017 documentary. But since that night, he's been accused of many other instances of abuse. In 2017, the same year of his documentary, his girlfriend of the time, Karuchi Tran, won a five-year restraining order against him, citing multiple threatening texts and voicemails. Overall, not the greatest or safest man to be around. I personally do not like Chris Brown. I have, in fact, read the police report from the Rihanna incident, and it is graphic. Horrific. Again, we talked a little bit with, like, John Mayer. This is, again, 2009. It's been a while. But I, because he has so many reports, I don't really think you can grow out of that mindset without some deep deep therapy reflection. And I really don't think it's safe to continue to give him a platform 
to promote that to younger men or other people in relationships who have the ability to be molded into those actions. And I think it's interesting that a lot of his comeback songs are features with young Black women who are the most vulnerable artists in the industry, in my opinion. And from a manager perspective, you can kind of think, well, a lot of people listen to Chris Brown. He has had a very long career. So maybe it's great to kind of kickstart Chloe's career with an artist who already has some popularity, but you're also now putting Chloe in a potentially unsafe situation and turning a large portion of the audience she already built with her sister or in other projects against her because of their distaste for Chris Brown. So it's kind of a matter of which audience do you listen to? Do you listen to the fans that you already have or the fans that you could possibly gain from this collaboration? It also goes to say that I don't think Chloe was one of the people that was in need of the audience boost. Mm -hmm. I think she was doing just fine on her own and the awards show it, you know? And so it stung when this collab was announced. Because like up until this point, Chloe's done a really good job as a female artist pushing empowerment and individuality. And then she came out with a song featuring Chris Brown. I don't think there was any lack of knowledge or miscommunication. She chose to collaborate with Chris Brown, the man who is quite famously known for beating up Mm -hmm. Rihanna. Like that's something that everybody talks about. Whether or not you're a fan of Rihanna, a fan of Chris Brown, like Anybody who's listened to music, I feel like, knows that story. Personally, not the kind of influencer I would choose to work with. What does that say about her morals and her standards? Could she have chosen a better one for her branding? I mean, what does her supporting him mean for her audience, many of whom are younger women? And I think in her case, we said that, you know, this probably was detrimental to the success of that single and her possible career success. Mm -hmm. But we also have instances of cancel culture almost benefiting musicians. In the instance of a country music artist named Morgan Wallen, he was shown in a video from 2021, which, and I'm going to steal a quote from an article we found, he uttered the worst word a white man can utter, which was a racial slur, when out partying in Nashville with friends. Wallen and his friends were honking their horns, causing a scene, which made a doorbell camera go off. And then in response, probably just to loud drunk people in Nashville, a neighbor pulled out their phone to record the scene and captured Wallen yelling the slur. When this video was released back in 2021, Wallen was suspended from Big Loud Label, which releases his music with Republic Records. His songs were also pulled from radio stations and he was no longer eligible for the Country Music Awards. So you have a pretty big backlash right after his songs are being released. I don't know a whole lot about him, so I don't know if this was at the very beginning of career, but you would think in country music, which is prominent in the South, already under fire a lot for a lot of racism in the industry that would have a pretty bad effect on his career but actually he started to break streaming numbers because his fans in an effort to support him moved to streaming since he was no longer on the radio rolling stone actually reported that his sales increased by 1220 percent the day after the video of him using a racial slur was released and his song sales went up 327 percent which is not what i would have predicted to happen no and i'm also incredibly interested in entertainment PR and how that affects your business. Your business is successful people putting out music. You obviously have someone who's a bit morally questionable, but is now one of the most successful people in the industry. He's breaking records. He has huge sales. Where do you draw the line of, well, this is a great influencer. We should be awarded.
promoting him. We should be giving him spotlights at our award shows or brand deals, but they also don't align with the values of many members of our community. Right. And it even goes beyond entertainment PR in the sense of like the industry and the companies. It goes into personal branding because is that really the kind of person you want to be shown as? I mean, it ties into with what happened with Chloe too. Like these are choices Mm -hmm. that people make and it's just, it's messy. We're all humans. We all make mistakes, but at the same time, sometimes it's easy to just not make a mistake. It's very easy not to say that. It's also interesting that both Morgan Wallen and Chris Brown have come out like apologizing or saying they've moved on from that. Morgan Wallen, I think, said that he was going to donate money to some black causes, although whether or not that happened is questionable, but also is like monetary value over the weight of that word in U.S. history. What does that mean for like other people coming out in the future, possibly having videos like we had like Jimmy Fallon have videos like can they just be bought away? Like what is truly canceled at that point? Yeah. And especially with money, it's like, is that worth what you did? Like, does throwing money at the problem make it go away? Because I don't think it does. I think if you do something bad, that's that's on you. Like, that's on your ethical being. That's not something that you can write a check off for. I mean, in, in PR, we talk a lot about brand values and knowing your audience and what does it say about you as a brand? If I was an owner of a brand and we had a scandal about an employee come out and we paid them off and we said that was fine, how does that reflect us? How does that reflect our consumers? Um, and how does that align with your core values of our company? Yeah. And it's interesting too, we were talking about no one really comes out and says you're canceled. Like right. we used to have hashtags, like it's kind <laughs> of over now. You really have to know. Like I, knowing nothing about Lizzie McAlpine, would not have known she was linked to Taylor Swift other than people like sad I didn't music. Know, and I yeah. do listen to her. So you know, as a PR professional, you better know and you better know if you're managing these artists or if you're signing them as an influencer, what their values are and what they may or may not be connected to because you do not want to be caught in a crisis where they are being canceled. And like particularly this Morgan Wallen situation is just crazy to me because so much of cancel culture is like, oh, somebody did this like 10 years ago or somebody said this when they were 16. Mm-hmm. Morgan Wallen, like this video of Morgan Wallen came out like less than a week after it happened, after it was taken. It was like this Sunday, Morgan yeah. was caught. In 2021. <laughs> this was two and a half years ago, maybe. He was 27 and he's 29 now. Like, can a person really change that much in two years at his grown age of 27? Should he have known better? I feel like people say that anyone can be canceled, but it's really not that hard to, at minimum, be a considerate person because that goes along with, oh, I don't know, not beating people or not saying the N-word. Very basic. It's not, I've never thought to be anyone in my life, personally. (laughs) It's not things that you even really think about as a, you know, I'm not branding myself as a, as a saint. (laughs) As a saint, right. But like, I don't know. To me, it's just easy not to. Yeah. I feel like that should be the case for a lot of people. But I guess they say common sense isn't so common anymore. It's interesting. It's a very nuanced thing and sometimes it works and we have celebrities that really should not have a platform that no longer do. And then sometimes you break streaming records because you said an N-word and people were curious. Who knows? That's showbiz, baby. (laughs) 
What key moments of cancel culture do you think we missed? And what do you think of cancel culture? Would you open for John Mayer? Let us know what you think. We covered a lot of pop culture. I think maybe too much to digest in about 15 minutes. But I know we could talk forever. If you have any other thoughts you want to share, like if you would be an opener for John Mayer. (laughs) It's a good question. I mean, sure. If you have any thoughts you would like to share, if you want to answer, if you would open for John Mayer, or maybe if you would continue to support Chloe Bailey, uh, you can leave them below or tag us on our social medias, which are listed in the show notes. Thank you for listening. See you all next time. Thank you for listening. Please subscribe, share, or send us your comments on SoundCloud, iTunes, or Spotify. Find us on Twitter using the hashtag PROnlineChat. We're looking forward to hearing from you.